Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore, and I am excited for this episode today. As always, you guys know we talk about all things short-term vacation rental investing, and today we get the pleasure of talking to Sean and Dee Crowley, and they are some of our members inside of our Vodacy Empire Club, and they're going to talk to us about their journey in their first property and then ultimately building that portfolio into property number two. And so, Sean and Dee, thanks for joining us today. Great to be here, Sean. Thanks for having us. Yes, absolutely. And so you guys know we like to keep these um, conversations very conversational and just talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, our goal with the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast is to help people walk into the short-term rental game with their eyes wide open. I always tell people that you know, I love real estate. I love short-term rentals. I, you know, we live it, breathe it uh, every single day, and it's it's we have so much fun with it. But there's pros and cons to everything, right? And so I love these types of conversations where we can really talk to people that are, you know, in in the game and rolling up their sleeves and making it happen. And so what I like to do, you guys, is let's just kind of give the listeners a little bit of a of a background of where you're from, what you do, kind of what pays the bills, and then also what got you interested into short-term rentals originally. And, and when that, you know, when that interest started to kind of take seed and, and ultimately grow into what it has today. Yeah. Uh, Sean, thanks for having us. And uh, I'm in commercial real estate here in Dallas, Texas. I work for a local healthcare developer. And my primary role on a day-to-day basis is going after institutional investors for uh, for equity for all of our healthcare developments. Nice. Indeed. Yeah. What, what, are, what What is your doing there um, in the Dallas area? Trying to stay cool right now, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes. I've been in the pharmaceutical industry for the past 15 years. So um, that's what I do. I work for a small biotech company now and um, work with psychiatrists and neurologists in the area. So nice. um, that's what I do every day, but it's been really fun to get into the short-term rental space. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely not the smartest person in this conversation. I usually am never the smartest person in the conversation, but now for, for sure today I'm not. So we'll, we'll, we'll have some fun here. And so what got you guys interested originally into the short-term rental game and, and what did that look like? Yeah, we originally had a lake house uh, on Lake Whitney for the past, I guess, seven years. And uh, we had contemplated putting that up on Airbnb. And we actually sold that original lake house and rolled all of those profits into uh, a new property that I actually share with my in-laws, funny enough. So it's been uh, it's been a fun journey with that. But uh, we'd always thought, hey, let's try to figure out how to monetize this and uh, started listening to a lot of your podcasts before I joined the Vodacy fam and kind of got a little clue on where I needed to go and started with that process, chatted with D with my in-laws and, uh, you know, we decided just to dive in head first on the second lake house on Lake Whitney in Texas. So you stayed in the same market. You like you like that market, and and uh, we're so what what was the decision to sell the original one instead of turning that into a, a short term rental? Yeah, uh, I think really primarily is just that we we came across this opportunity with this house that had lake frontage, and we just decided to sell that piece and jump into this one and really build it from the ground up, so to speak. It was a complete rehab, and I have to tip my hat to my wife for having the vision to see in most of these things because uh, it was somewhat difficult to me to uh, to envision what it could be. 
Yeah. How, yeah did you? Our, yeah. To go ahead. Do you, I was just going to ask you about that. What that process looked like. I was just going to say our old house kind of sat at the bottom of a hill. It was close. It was very close to the lake. It's in the same neighborhood, but it didn't have lake view. And we'd always kind of drive the golf cart in the neighborhood to look at other homes. And there was this one house on top of the, like on top of the hill that had the perfect view of the lake, but was this really rundown kind of older looking home. And, you know, we talked to a couple neighbors and asked questions about that house. And they said, oh, no, they'll never sell. That house has been in the family for, for years and years. Um, well, my dad, you know, he'd go out there pretty frequently to our current lake house and just drive around the neighborhood. And he, he got word that the home was selling, that they were interested in selling. So um, it was a really fortunate turn of events. And we, we got the home and um, just started brainstorming. But the view was kind of everything. That was the one thing that really drew us to that property. So. Yeah. And on those of you listening, you guys always know we put the, the links to these properties in the show notes. And yeah, you're exactly right. This property is right there on the water and uh, pretty amazing views, but it was not, um, it wasn't exactly what you wanted when you bought it is, uh, is what kind of Sean's alluding to, right? D, you had a little more vision that, for what it could be. That's right. Yeah, it was, it was pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it had been touched since, I don't know, the seventies the or so. So it was a complete rehab and we had to go through and, you know, knock out several walls and just change the floor plan and everything, which I'm sure we'll talk about more later, but um, it was really fun. It was a lot of work, but it was fun. Yeah. That's uh, I love that you said it was fun. I, I've done a lot of, a lot of remodels and during in the middle of them, a lot of times I'm saying I'm never doing this again. Right. But at the end of the day, <laughs> the, the transformations on the property are, are really, really exciting and fun to be able to see. And so take us through some of the, maybe the economics of that. What did the, what did the purchase price look like? What type of a, I mean, this was a major remodel, right? This was, you know, you were spending more on the remodel than you did on the purchase price, if I remember right. Yeah, that's right. Great memory, Sean. I mean, it was a, it's a 2300 square foot ranch um, built in the 50s, most likely. I think we acquired it for 115000 and we sunk in over 200000 And as Dee alluded to, we reconfigured the floor plan. In fact, I mean, baby sat there for, I think, four hours just shaking our heads at how are we going to reconfigure this thing? Because there was a, uh, a garage that had been uh, filled in and there was no front entry way. The, the main door and the only quasi door was on the side of the house. So we're trying to reconfigure how to make a front entry, uh, rework the uh, the bathrooms, but uh, we got through it. But I think we sat there for about four hours, just uh, shaking our head as the kids were running around trying to figure out uh, this floor plan. Did you guys do that or did you have designers and con contractors helping you do it? Or were you guys really, were you guys taking the lead with everything? You're staring at them. <laughs> at them, <laughs> I should say, at them. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. It's, it's, uh, yeah, you're, I've, I've been in those kind of those weird floor plan situations where you're just sitting there thinking, how, how are we going to do this? Right. And, um, the, the property turned out amazing by the way, but it's, uh, and it's, it, it looks like, uh, it all came, you know, does, does all, you know, I'm just, I'm asking this because I've been in this situation. Does it feel like, like just the light bulb comes off at some point where you're, you walk around and you stare at the same thing for so long and finally you're like, I've got it. Right. Is that, is that kind of how it was? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. kind of had to recenter everything, you know, but like Sean alluded to the, the door was on the side of the house that had been added on. And so it was just very off centered and um, 
you know, so we really had to walk through a couple of times and finally we're like, like you said, it was a light bulb moment. We got it. This is, yeah. this is how it should be laid out. So. Yeah. And then once you get that, then you just start working, right? Then you just, you know, then you just, you get after it and you, you put it together. You try right. to, you try to, <laughs> try to, there's always, there's always hiccups in the construction process, but thankfully my father-in-law kind of man that process. So it works very seemingly from, uh, from that aspect. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. And so when, you know, when you do a project like that, you buy a great property in a great area, especially location, right? We know how great the location itself was when you, when you finish it up and, and this is the, the benefit of a big value add type of a project like this is at the end of the day, when you're done, you've got a lot of built in equity at that stage, right? I mean, it's uh, when you do something like that, and because everybody always ask him, was it worth it? Because like you said, there's always challenges in any sort of a rehab project. And when you've got a team like you guys had, and you were, you know, somebody that's kind of taking the lead on it and making sure that you get through those challenges as seamless as possible, there's, they're always going to be there. But if you can get through them at the end of the day, you look back, you're like, man, we just, we just, that was well worth it because we just added so much value to that property. Right. A hundred percent. Yes. hundred percent. And yeah. it's, it, it's fun to see that process come to light too, right? Because of, I mean, what Dee had mentioned earlier was a, a very interesting layout, interesting looking home and to see where it, where it all came together and a year after being on Airbnb with all the reviews, it's just been a lot of fun. And there's a sense of pride for sure behind that because yeah. you know how it is, the construction process is hard and we always joke that we'll never do this again and somehow we end up right back in the middle of it <laughs> uh -huh. yeah always we always do because of because of the end result right and then yep. and the end result is not always just you know the the transformation of the property it's also the value add that happens right there's significant equity there that you can't you can't ignore when you do a big value add project like that that's right and i think you know i haven't had it appraised but just judging with the market down in in texas uh specifically in the Dallas Fort Worth market, it's uh, I would think it's doubled. And yeah. at some point we'll do a, a cash out refi, but we're in it for all cash right now. Yeah. That's kind of the, the thought that we did with this first one. So we're That's waiting, awesome. we're waiting until the, uh, the interest rates kind of settle, but yeah. 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 Let them, let them settle down a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, they're not, I don't think they're settling back to where they were ever, but uh, let them settle a little bit. Right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I completely yeah. agree. So you, you mentioned you, you, this was kind of a partnership with, with these family and you guys and or parents, I'm guessing, and then you guys. And um, ultimately, is this more of a like, was this straight an investment? Like you guys love the the Lake Whitney area. You love the property. Is it uh, is it a true lifestyle asset as well? Do you guys get to enjoy it together? Or is are you pretty much just hey, saying, hey, we're using this straight as an investment? Go ahead, man. We do. Yeah, we go down there um, when we can. Our oldest daughter is, she's starting to get busy with sports and things, but we try to get down there when we can. And we love this property. The way that I kind of imagined and, you know, when I was designing the home, I just kept thinking, okay, where is a place that, that I would want to go to and I would want to stay at, you know, for a weekend or a week or however long. Um, and that's what I kept the top of my mind um, when I was designing and picking things out and um, the finish outs and the furnishings. So, um, so yeah, the lake is very special to my side, my family. Um, it's the lake that I grew up going to. My grandparents um, had actually had a home on the lake, you know, growing wow. up, it was where they had retired. And 
they actually, my grandfather developed the whole um, development there on the lake. So his, you know, the development is still named Glen Shores after him. So it's pretty cool. Um, and it's, it's really fun to see my dad and, you know, the pride that he has that now we have this home together on the lake that he actually also grew up on. His parents moved into that home and that when he was in high school. So um, it's just a really special place. It's a beautiful lake. It's rock bottom with high cliffs and most of the homes are on cliffs and yeah. um, it's beautiful. So, so yeah, we, we enjoy it as much as we can. I love that. And I love, and that's why I, that's why I love this asset class. A lot of times we get so dialed into the numbers, the dollars and cents and just the returns and everything else. But, you know, we talk about that, but when, when I really ever talk to people that start really investing in this game, and it's one of the things that everybody always asks me, where should I invest? I say, where do you want to own? Like, where do you want to have that home? Because when we have the conversation with people, just like we're talking right there, you know, D, you light up and we talk about, you know, it, it brings you back the memories that you had growing up and, and the family, the, you know, those family ties to the area and all that stuff, because we all have that somewhere. And this allows us to invest in those types of areas and kind of continue that tradition and continue that legacy. And it's a lot of fun and it's, and, and it can be really financially profitable as well. And so it's really fun. And that's why, uh, why I love the short-term rental game. So I, I love that we went there in that conversation because that's what makes, why I call them lifestyle assets, but it's what makes the game to me so much different than any other real estate investment asset class. I completely agree. And, you know, Dean and I always talk, a light bulb kind of went off in me once we, got on Airbnb and VRBO and you start seeing these reviews coming and these messages saying, Hey, this has been a great, a great uh, weekend with my family. The kids didn't, you know, hop on the, uh, the computer screens. They were outside fishing, uh, you know, whatever it is, enjoying the lake, seeing the deer in the front yard. I mean, it's, it's really cool when you take a step back away from the numbers and you see how all these other folks uh, experience what we built. And that's pretty cool to, to have that, um, to have that. So it's so fun. And it's, yeah. and it's what, and, it, and frankly, they go hand in hand, right? When we cr can create that experience, we make a lot more money too, right? And so it's like, the, the better that experience is, the more memories we help people create. And we design it just like what you were talking about, D. We design it the, for what we want. I always tell people, you know, you should be part of your target audience. You should be wanting to go stay in this property just like anybody else would. Design it that way. Somebody else is going to have a great experience. When that happens, all of a sudden, well, guess what happens? the numbers and cents start to take care of themselves as well. And so it's really fun when it comes down to it because we have a lot of fun doing it. And I always tell people too, and I, I'm, I mean, you guys are a living, breathing example of this. You know, you're doing with, with your parent, this with your parents, D, and you guys are, you're running down this road together. But I've always said, I've been investing in real estate for now, now over 23 years, right? It's a long dang time. And I've been involved in a lot of different asset classes. I've developed a lot of different ground. I've done fix and flips over the years. I've done all different long-term rentals, commercial stuff, all kinds of things. And I've never been involved in an asset class where it was a family affair. And, you know, this is this is an asset that really is a family affair. You almost can't help it be, but be a family affair, right? Your kids start to get involved in it and your kids start to be, you know, interested in it. They learn new things that maybe they've never been exposed to in school on the investing side and things like that. And so they start to learn and pick up new skill sets and, and interest. And so I, I, I love that we talk about this. 
and, and we talk about it on a regular basis inside of our group, but I'm loving that we're having this conversation right now where other people can hear it and, and understand why we like this asset so much more than you know some other assets. Not that they're bad assets as far as financial investments, but these the, the, this lifestyle assets can do you know and fill both both sides of that that bucket for us. So on that's right. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, D. I was just going to say our girls love going to the lake and I think it's a place that we will um love to make memories you know for the years to come and then pass it down to them um so it's like Sean said it's it's so rewarding to get to read the reviews when we're able to share this little you know our little slice of heaven with other families and see them enjoy it with their families as well so that's awesome. So talk to us about the launch, right? When when did that happen? Timelines? How did how has it been as far as bookings and and going as far as you know actually performing as a as an asset for you on the on the short term rental side? Yeah, we launched June of last year, and that was before I joined uh, the Bodicey Group. And again, just kind of listen to podcasts to try to get some some tidbits. And you know, it was a slow. I think it was a slow pickup, to be honest with you. Uh, I think that the pictures were were great. I said how them positioned appropriately. And the layout, I think, of the description within Airbnb and VRBO was a little jumbled at first. Um, so I would say the, the pickup was a little slow, but then we kind of hit our stride in July. And, you know, we, we definitely saw how we were booked pretty consistently throughout the weekends. But, you know, Dean and I kept talking like, you know, I keep hearing about Vodacy and we found you through Pine & Co., through Kevin Snyder. And we kept batting around, you know, hey, should we do this? Should we not do this? And man, I jumped in, we jumped in, excuse me, full bore. And the community has just been incredible. And specifically just reaching out to folks saying, hey, can I pick your brain about this market? Or how are you doing the listings with this? Or I got to give a, a tip of the hat to Jacob Payne with helping me underwrite. And to you too, Sean, with uh, the weekly AMA calls, you know, just made some minor tweaks to the listings, uh, included quotes. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's been a rocket ship for us. And we're about to, you know, start the, uh, the Facebook um, ads as well too for our second yeah. property. But the first one has been, has been phenomenal so far. Yeah, it's, it's a, it looks, I mean, and, and, you know, the reviews are awesome. You got, you know, all five-star reviews from what I saw and uh, over, what do you, almost 30 of them, 35-star reviews on that first property. And then, and then you alluded to the second property, take us into what that looks like. Cause I remember, you know, some of the, some of the details of the, that, you know, that was another big, a big chunk to bite off, right. That we were a little, like a little nervous about, but kind of familiar with the market and, and the area. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely understood the, the nervous part. I think I underwrote I mean, D, how many markets did I underwrite? I looked at beach, beach oh communities, gosh. Broken Bow, Oklahoma, which is like a, a three-hour uh, retreat from Dallas. A lot of folks go to. We looked in the mountains. I mean, I think I was beating my head against the wall. And um, you know, her father, my father-in-law, excuse me, her father just kept saying, "Hey, we really need to look at this property that's like five houses down." We used to know the the previous owners, and unfortunately, passed away, and the kids got control of the property and they just didn't have a use for it anymore. And, um, you know, we kept going back to this property and I mean, deep, feel free to hop in. But I think I underwrote this property three or four times, hopped on with Jacob, hopped on with you. And I just couldn't wrap my head around how big this property was. I mean, the numbers made sense, but the, the, the sheer size of this thing just scared the heck out of me, quite frankly. So it was, um, a time consuming task, but we finally said, all right, I'm making an offer. I just called up D, called up my father-in-law and my mother-in-law said, let's just do it. Throw in an offer. 
and then we started that process, Sean, and that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> it was the longest close I've had in a residential or on a residential contract in my career. I think it took like 60 days and we had trust issues, not mm -hmm. relationship trust issues, but yeah. legal trust issues that we had to work through. We finally got there. Um, but it's, it's gone gangbusters, you know, I made some small tweaks and, you know, we painted the inside of, of the house. I think we spent, babe, how long that weekend did we spend just kind of refurbishing the house after we painted the inside? I can't even remember. I mean, we were there for three days and we worked the whole time from sunup to sundown. So it was, it, it's a big property. So it, it took a lot of, um, work, but, um, but I, I would just like to back up and say, you know, Sean, my Sean did do his due diligence um, 10 times over with, you know, figuring out if this was the right property for us. And um, I'd like to give credit to you, you, Sean, Sean Moore um, and Bodicey. You guys helped us a ton um, figure out which one, you know, was the best investment for us and, um everything and and also with logo you know how to do the pictures correctly how to you know do the description on the airbnb site um, i mean vodacy has been so incredibly helpful for us so so yes but but by you know realizing that we were ready to make an offer and to buy that pro that second property it was quite the process. So was, were you, was everybody, was everybody as nervous? I mean, I, it's always a big decision, right? And, and, you know, it was one that you're buying cash, you're paying cash for this one you financed, right? Did you pay, yep. did you finance this one? And so we're having to figure out interest rates and loan payments and debt service and all those different yep. things. And um, as we're going through that process and, and helping, you know, even, even when somebody's looking over your shoulder and making sure the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, it's still nerve wracking. Right. And it's still that process. Was it, you know, Sean said he was a little nervous. D were you, were you the same way or was, was there somebody that was the gas and somebody that was the brakes? I was definitely the brake. I'll be <laughs> okay. honest with you there. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty typical of our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would say um, I'm so grateful for Sean. Sean carried the load for sure. He does with both properties. So um, I'm so grateful that he, you know, like you said, dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and yep. made sure it was the right one for us. So, um, but I was, I was ready to do it. <laughs> You're ready to go. Yeah. And so this one yeah. wasn't nearly as big of a project, but you did, like you said, you spent three days there nonstop, really getting it painted, getting it, you know, was it already furnished or did you have to furnish it from scratch or how did, what did that look like as far as the setup? Furnished was an it was understatement. Already <laughs> yeah. Cluttered might be the yeah. best way to put yeah. that. <laughs> cluttered. There was more, more than you wanted, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that was in April that that you actually closed, right? That was that that was the actual close date. Like you were under contract for a little while, but that was the, that was the close the close time frame. Yeah, that's right. And they still had existing bookings. Uh, in fact, I mean, we have bookings all the way into. I think we have three or four bookings in 2024, and we're fully committed through the end of the summer and still picking up uh, bookings as well, which has been interesting uh, because we haven't really done anything with the listing outside of a few minor tweaks. We're kind of waiting until we get the outside painted um, and a few other additions from an amenity standpoint before we redo the pictures and just do a full rebrand. But it's been 
just a wild ride with uh, how it's taken off with just the minor tweaks we've done thus far. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun, quite frankly, it really has been a lot of fun, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Yeah. How are they, does it, have your nerves kind of alleviated based on its performance a little bit, the, this first, this first summer? For now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think the problem is you just know too much. You get inside your, your own head. And thankfully I've, I've got my wife, and my in-laws that just kind of calming down and, and my father-in-law might be the most laid back human um, on earth. And it, it really helps because he's like, you know, we're doing fine. Everything's good. Yeah. Um, I'd say we're close to cash flowing right now after a couple of months and it's gone well. And I'll, I'll knock on wood as yeah. I say that, but uh, it's gone exceptionally well. And it's been, it's been cool to, to see those reviews and, and how folks have communicated with us saying, Hey, we're definitely going to be back and we're already getting repeat visitors. So it's yeah. been, it's been fortunate. We've been very fortunate there for sure. That's awesome. And, and you'll, like, like you said, you know, you know enough. Uh, and you, what happens is when you know, a, you know, you start to learn the game and you know a lot, you start to realize, okay, I could do this better and I need to do this and we still need to do this. Right. And so there's also always going to be things you can do to improve. Right. And that's what we're, we're our worst critics always, you know, and so it's, it's, we, we look at it and say, okay, what can we do to improve? But you're in a great area. You found another great house and it's performing. And then when the time is right for the rebrand and, you know, optimizing the listing and different things like that, you know, you, you know what to do now, right. You know, the, you know, the things you can do instead of, the worst is not knowing so much and not performing and not having any clue of where to go. Right. And that's where, that's where a lot of people struggle with right now is they've just been relying on that market and markets have gotten saturated and they they're sitting there wondering, what do I do different now? And because all I did is rode the wave, you guys aren't in that position, but sometimes it still can be a nerve wracking position because you're like, okay, I need to do this. And I need to do this. And I need to do this. And we're, and, uh, and sometimes you do just have to take a step back do what D's dad says and just say, Hey, listen, we'll, we'll crack open a beer. We're going to be fine. Let's just take, you know, we'll figure it out. Right. That's, that's exactly right. And, you know, thankfully I've got my wife to, to echo that sentiment in, uh, in my ear. She's like, we'll get there. Look, it's booked out. Just sit back and relax and let's just yeah. kind of watch it grow. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, that's, you know, and, and it's a fun process. What are the, what are the plans for the future? Optimize these two, or are we, uh, is D saying, Hey, we need to buy number three and Sean's sitting there saying, oh, hold on a second. Or is it, uh, what, what are, what are the, what do the plans look like for, for growth? I'm going to let her go first. I'm curious yeah. to see what she says. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're kind of, um, we for sure want to grow the portfolio. I'd like, I'd love to buy a mountain or a beach home next probably leaning more towards the mountains but um yes that is that's the goal yeah I don't know when just yet but that's kind of what I'm pushing for awesome are you, are you feeling the same Sean yeah absolutely um and I think it probably is a mountain a mountain community next I mean I've got a lot of family a lot of memories in the Destin for Walton Beach area that's where I was born that's where we got married of you know my grandparents uh, my parents grew up there. My mom, excuse me, grew up there. So a lot of memories there and would love to own a place uh, on 30A, uh, yeah. but waiting for those values to drop. It's definitely shot up during COVID. But uh, yes, I think that the plan is to to grow the portfolio within this asset class and uh, and a few others as well, too. 
Nice. Yeah. And, and it's that, you know, that, that one to two a year pace is like, <laughs> is a, it, that's not, it, that feels like a fairly aggressive pace when you're in the middle of it, right? You're like, okay, I need, we just launched, we need to get this established, get that, gain that momentum before we bite off on another one, right? There's, I always tell people, this is not one of those assets that you're going to go load on 20 or 30 properties a year, right? It's just not, that's not the way that this works. And so if you can say, okay, my pace is going to be one a year, or, you know, maybe two a year based on finances and everything available, that's a pretty good pace because a lot can happen in a four or five year period with that, type, you know, when you're on that type of a pace. And so, and it's always fun to just say, okay, yeah, that, like you said, the mountain house and then the beach house and and having those having those different assets in different types of markets that you can go and enjoy and, and have those different experiences is really fun and it's just fun to look forward to and talk about okay this is going to be the next step and and i don't know about you guys but we never stop looking on zillow right for those next ones like we're always looking in those mountain and beach areas right we're still we're still always looking even though we might not be buying tomorrow we're always it's always right there a hundred percent i kind of laugh at that because i think i sit there on redfin at night, right before we go to bed, and she'll just, you know, yell from the bathroom, stop, just stop doing that <laughs> yeah. right now. And I can't like it's it's just an addiction. It really is. And it's, yeah, it's fun. And you know, you allude to how uh, beneficial it is to create those memories and to build equity. But I'll be honest, we just got through our taxes and the tax benefits are just very significant for for two W2 employees sitting over here. So it's, it's very helpful. And, and shout out to, uh, to Kevin Snyder and Pine and Co for that, because they've been phenomenal. Yeah. And, phenomenal. and, and, and I've had, I mean, you, you guys know, I mean, we met through Kevin and, you know, Mike and Kevin are part of our expert advisors. They are the best in the business and something that is a huge advantage to short-term rentals, especially when you've, when you're paying big tax bills and for W2 employees like you guys, you know, you're, if you're a high income earner, and there's not a lot of options to be able to do out, out there that even exist the what the what exists in the options of owning and, and materially participating in these short-term rentals and it's a it's a big deal and those guys are the best in the business and yeah we should give a, a loud shout out to those guys at Pineco and uh and what they do over there to help a lot of our Vodacy family they do all of my stuff as well and it's a it's a huge advantage right and um when you when you you know it that we truly like I the title of that podcast I did with Mike is how to get Uncle Sam to pay for your next down payment, right? And and it's it's not that's that's truly what can really happen. You can continue to parlay, you know, the money you're saving in taxes yep. into additional properties, and it's a big big deal. And so yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up because those guys absolutely deserve a shout out. Yeah, that podcast was great. I actually listened to it. Uh, guess last week. So it was, I still pick up tidbits. I still listen to these podcasts, still hop on these AMA calls. And again, the community cannot be overstated how uh, and extremely, extremely open they are and knowledgeable and willing to just to, to jump in and, and give advice. So yeah. we're and in, hopefully we can pay that back. Too. I was just saying, you're right in that. I mean, you're in that community doing <clears throat> the exact same thing. And, and that's why I always so much appreciate when we have these conversations on the podcast, because more than just our internal Vodacy family and the Empire Club gets to hear these conversations. And every single time I start these episodes, I ask if there's anything that we want to cover, or more importantly, is there anything we don't want to cover? And every single time, and you guys did the same thing, you said, no, we're an open book. We want people to, you know, to 
to hear about the story, understand the good, the bad, the ugly. And that's what it's always, I always appreciate that when, you know, when other people are willing to share that story, because so many of us, that's what inspires us to take those steps forward, right? I mean, we, we don't usually get inspired when I'm sitting here on a solo episode telling you all these different things. But when you hear somebody that you're like, hey, I relate to that. And that's why I appreciate it more than anything is, you, you know, you don't know who's listening and who you're inspiring to take that next step forward. So I very, very much appreciate you guys doing that. It's, it's always, these are always my funnest conversations by far. Great. Yeah. So, so on that note, yeah, what I, you guys know kind of how the, as we start to roll into the, the later part of the episode and wrapping it up, I always like to know, and, and I want, uh, I'd like both of you to answer it if you don't mind is, if you had to go back and, you know, give yourself some advice and say, okay, this is what I would do a little different. And here's what I pay attention to maybe a little bit different. If you could go back from into the beginning, knowing what you know, now, what advice would that be? And, you know, um, what, you know, what you tell your younger self before you, before you got into this game. Go first. D- no, D's I'll on the spot you. first. Okay. Yeah, D's on the spot first. No, you're, no, you're you totally. first. Oh, yeah. Gosh. I- yeah, I think I think for me, it's just kind of staying out of my own head, and um, I'll I'll kind of make fun of myself here to some degree. It's uh, you know, don't be afraid to jump off the cliff. Just be mindful of how high the cliff is and where you're jumping, because you know you can sit back and I think you say this as well too. It's great you can underwrite these things and, and point out why you can't do a deal, but I think it's more imperative to try to find. Um, the reasons to do a deal. Yeah. And if I can say out of my own head, um, I think that would be the best advice for me, but just don't be afraid to jump off the cliff. Just be mindful of where you're landing. That's all. Yeah. Nice. D. Yeah, I agree. Like follow your, follow your intuition and um, don't over, over analyze and overthink it. You know, um, I think you have all the great tools that are so helpful in making those decisions. Um, And then part of it is kind of your intuition and, you know, your love for the area or, you know, your desire to, to rebuild and and have a place for other people to enjoy this, you know, a place that you love. Um, So don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze. Like you, like Sean said, you can really get in your own head about it. So, um, and follow your intuition. Love it. Love it. And, and that's what helps us take action, right? Yeah. And I, I, I very, I, I love that advice too, is listen, Hey, you've got to take steps forward. You got to trust your gut and say, Hey, listen, at some point I'm going to have to move forward. I'm, I can't be afraid to jump, but also I just don't want to jump blindly, right? We need to be able to do a certain amount of due diligence and understanding yeah. of the game we're going to play and all those different things. So you, we never want to just say, okay, I want to just be a maverick and and run toward, you know, I'm I'm not, if I'm, if I'm running towards something, I want to know semi what the road I'm running down is going to look like underwriting. For example, you're never going to underwrite a property perfectly. There's always going to be good and bad in every single deal. Right. And so like Sean said, you, you know, look for the reasons why the deal works, look for the reasons why it doesn't work and make sure that the reasons why it works outweigh the reasons why it doesn't work. Right. And and then we have to say, okay, this, you know, in spite of the th- reasons why it doesn't work, I've still got to go forward. I've still got to move forward or it's never going to work. Right. And that's what investing is about. And, and I think it's a great, I mean, that's a great lesson for anything that we try new. There's going to be the ups and the downs in any journey. And, and there's going to be challenges along the way in any journey. And so, 
figuring out what that game looks like, surrounding yourself with people that have done it and been a you know a few steps ahead of you in the game is important. And that's what you can say, okay, listen, I always tell people as a coach, right? Everything we do inside of our, our nine-step process, all of that stuff, that's all great. We'll give that away for free. People hire us for those times when they're struggling and for the times when they hit the bumps in the road because we've been down the road a few times. And so that's where the value comes because you're not going to avoid the bumps. You're just going to, we want to get through them as quickly and as fast as possible, right? And and being able to be okay with the bumps in spite of everything else going on, because at the end of the day, like you said, you, you get to the end of the road and we look at that back at the property that we just spent all this time and money on and rehabbing. And we look and say, was it worth it? And we're like, yeah, it was worth it. And D said, even it was fun at times, right? There was times where we had, we had fun while we were rolling up our sleeves and getting dirty and sweaty and put, putting it all back together. Right. And so it, yeah, a great, great piece of advice. And it, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a common theme with people is it the, there's that piece of advice in there too that you're saying at some point you got to move forward right you have to take action and and we don't want to overanalyze get in our own heads and get in you know that analysis paralysis and just sit there right at some point you have to move forward and so love it you guys and i love that you joined us on the podcast today i love that we had this conversation I always appreciate anybody that's willing to come and share their story. And like I said, these are my favorite episodes. Those of you that are listening, you know, we know how valuable your time is. And we always appreciate you spending it with us as well. And so you guys know when you're listening, I always ask you for two things at the end of every episode. The first, if you got any value out of this, please like us, give us a thumbs up. If you have more than 30 seconds, leave us a review and share it with somebody you think might get value as well. And number two, you go pick one thing that you can do today to start building that life. You don't want to take a vacation. I'm going to start that over. And number two, go pick one thing that you can do today to start building that life. You don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey Grace, is there a website? Yes! For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.